Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for another episode of The Flash. This is season nine, number seven, Wildest Dreams, written by Kristen Kim and Jeff Hirsch, directed by Jesse Warren. This episode was an improvement on last week's episode, but that's not saying a lot. Anytime I get a focal point of Iris, I'm usually pleased and that she is partnered with someone other than Barry makes me equally so but there are certain aspects of this show that are rather predictable (laughs) even if they're unpredictable and I think that's just a byproduct of watching it for as long as one has Seven years, uh, nine years is a long damn time with some of these same tropes. And thus, and thus, I, I, I had a decent time with the episode, but it wasn't anything special. Now, if you watch the Mark and Keon shit, more power to you. I did not. So I have no idea what happened in that story arc. If I know, cause Shy made one comment. I'm not going to waste time on things I don't want to (laughs) see. So I'm just, I don't want to see that story. So I didn't watch it. I don't know what happens. This whole recap will be about only what happens between Iris and Nia. Before we jump into the review, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. If you want to send feedback for the next episode that does not, well, actually, I think there is one more that comes out, yep, this week, and then it doesn't come back for, I don't know, how long? I think three weeks. But Partners in Time is the next episode on April 5th. And NC Jitters, Nia, who I'm supposed to know but don't, has a dream in which he is confronted by some type of dream demon, it would seem, before Iris shows up telling her it's all about control before she is killed and Nia awakes off the central city. I got you, fam! As an opening, I thought it was pretty good because for someone who doesn't know the character of Nia or who she's supposed to be as a dreamer, don't know any of this backstory... It was intriguing. It got me intrigued off the off the bat. And that's always good for the beginning of an episode. And I was intrigued of who's this uh, cloaked figure with blue, blue demonic eyes. Barry calls Iris, who is still at work. Can y'all explain to me why he is sitting in the dark? He ain't got no candles, no mood light, lighting, no Xmas decorations something but he calls and asks about her article that she feels truly inspired about writing and despite having cravings for cheese fries every hour she passes on a reservation to continue to work don't leave anything fried for me in the microwave because i will not eat it iris sees the title allegra presents and freaks out once again as this was in barry's notebook And what will get her her first Pulitzer? So she's feeling weird 
about it and decides to hesitate to publish why would you even tell anybody about that book especially allegra i don't know why i can't buy them as true confidence nia comes to visit and admits she sees iris as a role model once again if they met before i'm unaware of it before admitting she lost her powers in a dream and needs iris's help recapturing them Iris is like <laughs> oh you're you're serious well what can i do at that moment nia sees the same demon once again and both women are knocked unconscious where they end up in ccpd where iris is captain and nia a police officer did y'all see that clothesline thought she was in the wwe for a minute despite being cozy in the dream version of her alternate life nia worries about their shared mindscape and the fact that they are trapped and thus both search for an exit iris is impressed that she took down the starts but nia cautions her preaching the same mantra i want to break free Iris ain't trying to hear that. She just wonders if this should have been her life, pursuing being a police officer like her dad. She doesn't feel like an active superhero because she doesn't proactively, or she isn't the one making the news. She's the one that's being the interviewer. So showing a little bit of her insecurities. She started journalism for the purpose of making a difference. So I'm putting this down to pregnancy jitters or hormones, which are relevant because there is no more me when that baby comes. Nia admits the stakes. And I will say once Iris was apprised of, oh shit, we're on a time. Every time she would be snapped back into it. And that's the part of the dream I understood that she was meant to be seduced in by by these things nia wondering now once a door appears the motives behind this cloaked woman who seems to have lured iris into the dream world as it could possibly be the only way to hurt her to kill her so like who are who got beef with iris last week barry had it with grod what story shall we diarrhea out the ass this week? And it turns out it was better than the grad storyline. <laughs> they go through the door and find themselves. That was two weeks ago and I'm still not over it. They find themselves in CC Jitters where Iris is the boss and Barry is a barista. Something he looks like he would be way too happy doing. Along with Chester. Nia wonders why they are both still in the dreaming. Barry, he know he can't stay away from his wife. I'm very greedy. It ain't been more than 20 minutes. And here he is with cheese fries. Like, I'm just going to surprise her. But it's a good thing since everyone went home and he finds his wife and Nia both unconscious on the floor. They both were wrapped around each other all perfectly. Both are assessed at Star Labs with them being in a deep REM sleep. I kind of miss when Gideon did this 
And it also proves that anyone can do can do the the healing part because well not really because all they did was read the vital signs out loud (laughs) it's like they're both in a deep rem sleep and they're not responding to outside stimuli and we got a, a cisco name drop and i was like wow he does exist barry is being proactive so what is cecile gonna go talk to him about I know both in the past, Wally and Cisco, they was peeling flesh off the back where skin used to be for a very long time when he said, you call me, which is also odd when bad news continues to be bearing about uh, regarding the vital. Chester only announces the possibility of permanent comatose and doesn't think to go get Barry. Mia is increasingly panicking while Iris wipes down tables. Is this the real life? And made me chuckle because she didn't even acknowledge her breakdown. Like, girl, chill. It's going to be all right. <laughs> She's like, is this? But then she did have a moment where she's like, okay, wait, what happens to our bodies outside of here? What happens to my baby? She seems to be seduced, as I was saying like momentarily into the happenings of the dream because the situation blows up she manages it sumatra is mentioned and happily she agrees to dinner getting cheese fries with her boyfriend or her husband all giddy about it before nia realizes shit it's hotter than two wood rats fucking in a wool sock out here I think the dreamer, the OG dreamer turned up the temperature at that moment because she's like, this chick is really enjoying herself. (laughs) She's an active dreamer. (laughs) Someone has got to pull her out. Ania catching Iris up on her symptoms tells them that they are in an angry sleep causing trauma to their bodies, something she learned in her Naldotali studies. And wonders if they crack the code of what she is reflected on, they can escape. Iris wants what we all want. Every time I go through my house, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for for chapter three. where i don't have to see things on the floor also the responsibility of leadership sucks their dreams are now merging and it's a nightmare with the the cloaked figure showing up once again chester still doesn't think it's a good idea to go get barry when both women's fevers spike with allegra feeling like she should speak oh i think that i found myself an annoying bitch please shut the fuck up you stick to putting cold compresses on one's head (laughs) one's brow the dream cloak figure doesn't want them to leave opening a door labeled iris's aha moment which reflect around the fact that she gets her stories by being in proximity to all the cc see drama and central city being married to the flash and that 
her accomplishments are therefore undeserved because they're preordained. Nia asks why she is concerned and advises that it isn't one choice but a culmination of choices that leads to your ultimate destiny. By choosing to be a journalist long ago, all you're doing is moving forward to the path that was, yes, your destiny, but one in which you created. Chester continues to announce the increasing chances of fatality as Barry walks in to needlessly say, and the baby too? No, no, it's just your wife. The baby's going to pop out, just going to speed right out the coochie. Cecile feels the presence of the dream demon, except it's kind and more akin to a guardian angel. And thus, despite it putting both women in a coma, it's going to be fine. The OG dreamer knew Nia needed a pep talk from her, her mentor from afar and thus concocted this whole scheme. She also knew Iris needed to get over it. So guided them to actualizations before Nia reaches the next level in her dream powers. Who are you? She also don't speak English apparently because she didn't get one word in the dialogue. Nia and Iris praise each other in the lounge with Cecilia, Cecilia, <laughs> Cecile having no purpose this episode other than to make uh, announcements. I could feel her presence right now. Iris goes to town on NC Belly Burger before the green, before a green to get cozy. And she decides to publish her article. This little arc of a storyline wasn't the worst. I thought it was, uh, it wasn't too bad because we've had them worse. <laughs> so that's like not a bar. Like I want to be able to be like, this was a really great episode. But instead, I want to say this was a, was one of the more successful episodes of the season thus far. So I gave it an 8.2 to bring Chester and Allegra into a situation a dire situation between iris and barry as if they're on any type of same level is an insult which got points taken off majorly <laughs> which is my biggest issue and the fact that barry just went off on an extended phone call and came back <laughs> i know he heard them alarm bells damn but i understand that was just the construction of the episode and what are you going to do? We don't need to see 20 shots of Barry just staring at Iris, holding her hand. I believe it was Shai who said it's going to be a little bit of an interlude before we get to the last bit storyline uh, for up until the ninth episode. So I kind of want to get through these so I can get on to something that, that I'm truly rooting for. This wasn't a bad episode. I think I felt like I said that three times already. Because it is a great middling episode of The Flash. I think because, and, and this is part, partially a fan expectation. Uh, so kind of not really their fault. I can't put my expectations on them, but because it's the last season, I think I'm, I'm kind of wanting it to go hard to the ball. And we're not getting that. And thus, I'm feeling more impatient and critical. 
And, uh, yeah. We do have feedback. So let's hop into the mailbag. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give feedback for The Flash final season, episode seven. Um, it's been a while. I was like, man, when was the last time I, <laughs> I sent in feedback? I felt like I'm out of, I'm out of practice <laughs> how I do this thing. So um, I know we had our live discussion, but I, that was... The first time I talked about a show in a while. Um, so, um, but I'm back. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things um, with TV watching and all that stuff. It's it's a it's slow going. I'm going on vacation in a week and I'm trying to get so many things done. And March is a very busy time of the year at my job. So it's just a lot happening and so tv watching has taken a serious backseat um and all that good stuff but um i felt like i should try to get back into the swing of things um so here i am well okay look (laughs) as for this episode i'm and i talked about this in my in the discussion a little bit um i listened to it um for some reason, um, I was having audio issues, so sometimes I wouldn't be, y'all wouldn't be able to hear me, at least on the podcast. But, um, I, you know, I, I mean, I already said how I felt about the Red Death um, arc. I, I was underwhelmed by that, and I'm just, I mean, I, I, I'm not an Arrowverse fan. I'm not. I don't want. I mean, I watched. I dabbled in certain shows a little bit, um, just like, um, um, but not a lot. I mean, not to the point where I would know what's going on with other characters of other shows and stuff like that. And I know that in this case, Mia, <clears throat> she's a character from Supergirl, <clears throat> which is a another show that I watch from time to time. But mostly through the crossovers, you know, when they were, you know, link up, all the shows would link up. And so I'm not that familiar with her character or what she's about. So that that took a a hit for me for this episode because I don't know her backstory. I don't know. I mean, I know what she was trying to do, obviously, in this episode. But I'm like, okay. I mean, just like it's like you plop a character in midst of whatever they got going on somewhere else. And then they just keep telling the story. So I'm like, I felt like I'm coming in in the middle of a story. Um, and so it's like, okay. And I don't, I don't know her like that. So to be invested in whatever she's got going on, the Iris aspect of it, of course, I was all about it because this carried on the theme from the first episode. Basically, I think I talked about it when we did our discussion since season one about destiny versus choice, um, whether or not you give yourself a choice. And I know that a part of the reason why I feel she stayed with Eddie um, 
before he, you know, did what he did was because she wanted to be able to determine despite how she felt what she wanted in the, ultimately how she felt about Barry and all that stuff. She wanted to be able to determine her own life and her own destiny and not have it told to her. And so, and we can see that now, you know, in season nine, same thing. She doesn't want it to be told to her. She doesn't want, um, she wants to be able to choose it. She wants it to, she doesn't want to know. She just wants it to happen. And so, um, yeah. And, um, of course, Nia just helped her again hone in on the fact that even if you know these things, you still life is about accumulation of choices to get there. And so you still got to make the choices that got you there. You may know, oh, yeah, you did this. But how you got there is another story. You don't know that. You don't know how that came about. And Joe talked about it to Barry um, in that first episode, too. So that was, you know, her lesson to learn, um, to continue to hone in on is that is, you know, yeah, you may, this article may happen, but like she didn't even come up with the title. It, you know, someone else did, Allegra, I think, came up with the title. So it's just these things are going to happen because it was preordained to happen, predestined to happen. Um, And Barry just saw it in the future, but it happened. You made those choices to get there. So I thought that was, I mean, it reminds me of, you know, you know, it it sometimes reminds me of dark because it's like, you know, the chicken versus the egg, the chicken and the egg, which came first kind of thing. And we get that as well. And that's just the thing with time travel. Unfortunately for Iris, sometimes you're just going to know certain things about your life before it happens um, because you married up speedster and he travels throughout time. So that's the side effect. Um, so I like that. I love that, you know, Barry was stressed out, but I'm like, can they get a break with all this, um, you know, stuff? So um, he's stressing out over Iris and Nora, the baby, and um, trying to figure out what the hell's going on and all that stuff. And um I mean, this one was more about Iris, Elia, and all the dream sequences. I thought the one in Jitters was funny. Um, you know, Barry working behind the counter. I'm like, what is this? This is so ridiculous. Like, what? <laughs> so um, that was cute. I thought that was a cute scene. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest. Oh, yeah, then the Pulitzer, you know, them her co her her staff her coworkers her staff voicing her what her inner thoughts and their voicing where her inner thoughts are I thought that was um good scene of that um we're getting to see a manifestation of you know what she thinks of her life and you know the fact that you know she's married to Barry who's the Flash and does that give her an unfair advantage and that's something I think that um came up. In a previous season, I think season six, I think um, about, you know, because with Allegra, about whether or not her being, you know, married to the Flash, knowing the Flash, you know, gives her the upper hand, which, yeah, no doubt it would um, because you got the inside track. And it's like with anybody who has an inside track with something, they're going to use it to their fullest advantage and why not that's what it's there for um it's not you're not doing it out of malice it's just that's the 
that's that's your life and you know you get information that way so um but yeah that was basically it for this one again you know the 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 nia dreamer stuff i'm not familiar with her so i don't know all of that with what that was supposed to be about you know she's needing to take control or no give away control or not have control i mean i get the concept of it but i'm just not you know like I said, not invested in her character. I don't know her character. So to really get into her story was, you know, it's not like she was acting horribly. Just not interested. <laughs> so, but I loved Iris's hair. I loved seeing her rock that the whole episode. So that was great. Um, I loved her and Barry's uh, little FaceTime thing. I just think that's cute, the little you know, normal things that, you know, couples do um, and all that. I think that, I thought that was sweet. And he rushes over her some fries, even though she says she didn't, she's going to work late. So he brings her some fries because um, she's hungry every hour. Like, oh, hell no. I remember those days of pregnancy and damn, I mean, that was bad enough. <clears throat> but Nora got her some serious hunger pains going on. So, um, some cravings, I should say. Anyways, um, well, that's all I got for this one. It was a, it was okay, um, as far as the Irish stuff and all that. But I don't know. Just I'm ready for some. And we didn't see Barry again. Be the Flash. I don't think he did it last episode, and he do it this episode. So, um, that's they're saving the budget for. <laughs> Or later on for the big shebang. So I'm not mad at him for doing that. I get it. You got to budget. You got to use it, use it wisely. So on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. Thank you, Queen Shy, for your thoughts on the episode. I do not re-listen because I never do. <laughs> but that's good feedback because I'm glad someone actually did so I could get some good feedback. I'll double check your audio settings next time. Um, As far as, and I'm so glad you didn't even bring up that other storyline because I, I couldn't even comment on it. I'd be like, okay, yeah, that happened. Um, I didn't, I will say, while I understand where you're coming from, not knowing who Nia was did not at all detract from my enjoyment of the story arc. And I do think which is something they don't do a lot in crossovers is focused primarily on that person's show. Like they got progressively better, but it still was never the best. <laughs> this one, it, like it, it, it pretty much felt like she was incorporated in this, but it, it started one place and it ended another place. And it didn't need a whole bunch of exposition for me to understand, nor did I, I want it for this to be a standalone. And I think that's what why it was successful. It's because I did not need to know, even though I was joking, <laughs> like, who the fuck is Dreamer? I, I didn't really, other than that small little detail, I'm not going to be interested in watching it show. I don't think they focused, if they had focused on it more heavily, I think I would have had more of an issue with it. But because it was so glanced over it, it just seemed like, hey, another hero needs help. And instead of running to the Flash, they run to Iris. It was a good way to to make it 
co co-regency of them being superheroes right just for different different things and it's to showcase even though it's a also a budget thing like you stated that you can have you can be a hero or do hero like things without the flash being the one that needing to step in even though the show is entitled the flash so i'm gonna catch 22 with that one because on one hand i too but i didn't really notice that he didn't do speed because i was like this is not a like from the jump they've set the tone of this is not going to be a flash episode and so i wasn't expecting to see the flash show up uh as well as i the acting i thought was okay maybe because the one chick acts so terrible it was a little stiff but i think that's because this is a new actress and so uh while i can't i'm not gonna argue your opinion that certainly everyone's enjoyment of acting is absolutely utterly um subjective but for me even though she was rather stiff in some places i thought she actually did a pretty good job she knew where her cues was she put the necessary emotions there i didn't know until i was scrolling through on social media and i saw sasha's tweet about the actress that plays nia i'm sorry i don't know i didn't catch her name that she was trans i was like what get the fuck out of here get the fuck out of here that's uh that's not bruce jenner's job i'm sorry it's not bruce jenner anymore (laughs) caitlin jenner there we go caitlin jenner be looking like fucking trash this this woman looks great i'm glad she she's an attractive trans i don't care if you black white asian chinese yellow brick paste an alien if you look like trash i'm call you out as trash someone tried to tell me no you're just against trans people no i don't give a fuck put your shit together like anybody else okay <laughs> you are not exempt from being dragged because you didn't put yourself together in a way in which everybody gotta learn that you gotta learn that shit too you're not exempt that's not prejudice that's if anything that's an acceptance into the culture (laughs) like get your shit together i was watching another show on i am watching another show peripheral they have a transgender character and i'm like yeah no you who told you to put that outfit on that is not an outfit that should have been matched up whatsoever this could have been put together so much better i'm gonna need y'all to work on it i support i'm totally on board with transgender actors and actresses taking in roles but don't don't show up to set in the and just you know put yourself put yourself together man it's just like people on the street you're like come on man don't be walking around in those clothes this does not make you look attractive and it ain't even hard to make you look that attractive it's not it's really not but yeah no, i will say i, di- I didn't recognize or I was not aware that she was a trans woman. And it didn't matter to me. It really didn't fucking matter to me. It didn't change how I felt about the show. When I was watching the show, I found this out afterwards. So, <laughs> people who get all up in arms about stupid shit like this, it's like, it's, 
y'all have the wrong priorities the wrong fucking priorities and that's where we're gonna leave it at if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackercast at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic hustling, 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 hustling.